You are now listening to the Mindful Mom Podcast, a show where we expose the dirty truth of motherhood through laughter, love, and your stories. Come along with us on this journey to become mindful moms. We are your hosts, Tati, mother of one, and Dayanera, mother of two. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, happy Monday. We're back with another episode of Mindful Mom Podcast. I'm Tati, and I'm here with Dayanera. Hi, guys. And today, we'll be talking about co-parenting and parenting alone. Yes, so today, we're going to be just going over our own experiences with co-parenting, single parenting, and parenting alone, because I do feel like those can be different, and people like to nitpick. If you have help or not, then you're not a real single parent, so... We're going to talk about, you know, our personal views and opinions on that and share our own stories. Yes. So we took down a couple of talking points and I will leave the article down below. But basically, the article gave 10 ways to know if you're in a healthy co-parenting relationship. So number one is you have clear boundaries. Do you want to talk about that one? It's the most important one. I think most important and I guess a lot of people don't have them. They don't set the boundaries. They don't make them and they just figure out what works for them, even though it may not work for them. I think especially if you're coming out of a bad relationship, a toxic relationship, whatever, you really have to have those clear boundaries. The boundaries are everything. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing that you need to settle with yourself, especially as moms, is creating those boundaries. I'm so sorry. I'm watching our kids on the monitor and they're both like crying and I'm trying to figure out what happened because they're just in there playing. But the second point was you have a predetermined schedule. I, whenever people ask me for advice, that's always my number one thing. You need to have a schedule and stick to it. That's one of my boundaries. Right. When I was in a co-parenting situation, I hated when our schedule would change or he would change our schedule every single week based on his work schedule. And I'm just like, I don't only get our kid when I'm off work. Right. So why do you only get to have her when, when you're, you're off work? Yeah. If you say you're going to get her these days, then you get her those days, regardless if you have to work or not. Yeah. You get up, get you and her ready, take her to daycare, just like I do when I have to work. Yep. So having a predetermined schedule is awesome. I feel like if you can't figure it out, then I hate to go that route, but a mediator who is not friends or family is definitely the way to go because right. it can get really messy really easily. How do you feel about having schedules and scheduling? I feel like our schedule is really important. I feel like I try to stick to a schedule in my day-to-day life. So when it comes to co-parenting, I try to stick to a schedule. But I am flexible. I feel like you do have to be flexible, but not too flexible. And I feel like that goes back to the boundaries type things. Because if you're like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll pick them up early. Or no problem. I'll take your day then it always becomes an issue. Sometimes you have to be like, no, I have plans. Even if you don't, you can lie. I made plans because you're supposed to have the kids at this time. And so that's just what it's going to be. I'm sorry. It's on you to figure that out. 
Yeah. I feel like we just had that happen, too. It was kind of just like, okay, you know, he gets her on those days. It's been the normal days. So I started working out with the trainer, and I was just like, you know, I'm always there with them when it's his time. So let me take this day and go to the gym. So I texted the trainer, made the trainer plan and everything. And he's like, oh, I have plans. So I can't take Tiana this weekend. And I'm just like, okay, great. Now I have to go cancel everything. Cancel my trainer. Ever since I canceled my trainer, I have not been back. That threw yeah. me off. And I feel like especially as moms, we schedule everything that we need or want to do for when the kids are not going to be there. Yeah. So I hate last minute changes. I mean, every once in a while, fine, because life happens. I get it. Or if it's something super important, I get it. But I don't think, especially dads, realize a lot of moms count on that time when their kids are away to get what they need to get done. Their schedules are booked and busy from the time that they open their eyes. And so we switch those plans up. It's like, okay, well, now I have to rearrange what I wanted to do. And that always sucks. Yeah. Then the day of, it's just like, oh, my plans cancel so I can keep her. I hate when plans change and then, you know, you've already moved your whole schedule around and then they're like, oh, never mind. I can take them. Yeah. It's just like, well, now I'm not doing nothing that I was planning to do. Right. I already canceled everything. Right. (laughs) And everybody done booked up and planned everything they was going to do. So I was just like, whatever. You have to be considerate of each other's schedules for sure. The next point we actually just touched on, but willing to be flexible. I'm definitely flexible. Too damn flexible. (laughs) (laughs) You have to have a good balance, you know, between being flexible and having those boundaries because You also have to know who you're co-parenting with, though. So let me put that in there. I did not used to have a great co-parenting partner. (laughs) So I felt like he was abusing my flexibility sometimes. So you have to know who you're dealing with. But with kids, you do have to be flexible. I mean, don't be an asshole. Yeah. We kind of, so like, we on Wednesdays, it's kind of like our most flexible day. And we'll ask Tiana, okay, are you going to stay with mommy or are you going to stay with daddy? And then from there, she'll decide and that's where she'll stay that night. I love that you guys give her an opportunity to make that choice, you know. I don't think kids should be making choices all the time, but that's nice that you give her that option once a week to make her feel involved in choosing. And I feel like we don't want to force her to do something that she doesn't want to do. Yeah. So it's just like... If she goes, if someone wants to hug or kiss and she says no, she said no. Right. If she doesn't want to go to her dad's house, then she's not going to go. If she doesn't want to go to my house, she's not, not going to go. go. And that's just how we've been doing things with that recently. So if she says no, it's no. And of course, we'll give her the opportunity to ask her again and see if her temperature changed or how she's feeling about the situation changed. And if it did, it did. If it didn't, it didn't. And that's just how we're going to go with that. I'm the same way, too. I not only allow my kids to tell me no, but I also respect, you know, their choice to say no or that they don't want to do things. But that also comes with knowing that some things aren't a choice. Like, you know, the whole, oh, do you want to stay with mommy? Do you want to go with daddy type thing? But then also there are things that she doesn't get to decide. Like, you don't get to decide that you don't want to brush your teeth today. That's not a choice. So... I don't feel like that would be an option with Tiana. She wants to brush her teeth and it takes like 30 minutes. 
I can't. To brush your teeth. And it's not Abby even doesn't because she knows that it means it's time to go to school or she's about to go to bed. <laughs> so she's like, no way. And it's just like, she loves to be in the water. So then it's just like, okay. Turns into playing. Your teeth have been brushed for 15 minutes now by you and me. Now you're just playing. Now we're trying to get you out the bathroom because you're playing in the water. <laughs> Okay, next point is you defer to one another. So basically, like, when there's an issue or something involving the child needs to be done, that you guys go to each other first. Instead of family or friends, you go to the other parent first. I think that's important. I don't think I've had issues. I don't know. Financially, we've had issues there. I feel like... I don't know. I don't feel like it's been a big thing, but, like, sometimes grandparents will be asked to pay for things or to help out with things before the other parent is asked in situations it's just like you know even if grandparents or other family members can help i'm still their mom or that's still their dad that's who you should be going to first to figure that out but i will say if they have never stepped up before or it's been an issue before, I also feel like you shouldn't have to defer to them if they're always going to fall through. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to who's going to watch Tayana, we have a slight problem there. Because sometimes I'll ask other people before I ask him, kind of because I know his work schedule. So it's just like, okay, well, you're not going to be able to take her anyway. So yeah. let me just figure it out. I mean, it's still a conversation we have. We still talk about it. We still communicate about it. Okay, well, this day time is out of daycare, so we need to figure out who's going to watch her. So, slight problem, not really. Yeah, it's not a major issue, but that is important. I just don't have nothing negative to say in my experience. Yeah. Hey, you basically agree is number five. I think that's important, but I think that's something you should hopefully know before you even have kids together, kind of where you guys lie on certain things, because I feel like that's where a lot of people start to have issues. I feel like we have a slight mm, disagreement when it comes to discipline, so that's a slight issue. I'm very strong about some of my parenting values and parenting boundaries and just things that I want for my daughters in general. And although I may get pushback, it's definitely have it definitely has been more bark than bite. Like he may tell me he disagrees, but then when it comes down to it, he'll be like, "Well, your mom said you need to do this." You right. know what I mean? So Agreeing, though, is very important because I do feel like sometimes he resents me because he feels like I made that choice. But as a mom, I'm going to do what's best for my kids, even if their dad doesn't wholly agree. Yeah. Depending on what it is, of course. But for the most part, and especially because we have daughters, he lets me kind of run that ship. But I think a lot of fundamental things we do agree on, of course. Yeah. I feel so. like it's pretty much smooth sailing and stuff for like the discipline part. We've also learned how to overcome disagreements and to kind of get on the same page. So if we disagree on something, we really sit down and figure out what's best. Because that's something I've learned too. Something I always said I was going to do as a parent ends up changing because that's just not what my kid needs. She's not the person 
that you fathom they're going to be. They right. are truly their own people. Yeah. So I think your parenting style has to change based on that. Definitely. Number six, you don't engage in manipulation. I don't manipulate, so I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's easy to feel manipulated when you were manipulated in the relationship. So when you come out of a bad relationship or a bad place, it's easy to feel like they're always trying to manipulate you and co-parenting as well. Yeah. Therapy, court orders. That's my suggestion. Mediator. <laughs> Somebody else. <laughs> because if you feel, no, seriously though, if you feel like you are constantly dealing with a manipulative co-parent, let the courts deal with it. Let a legal professional or a health professional like a therapist or a mediator do that shit for you. Yeah. So. And, of course, don't be the manipulator. Set a good example for your kids. Right. Don't be janky. Because <laughs> not just, I don't think, you know, all dads are at fault. There are some manipulative-ass women out there, too. Yeah. And it really sucks to see. Because the kid suffers. Exactly. This guy that I went to college with, one of my friends, and his baby mom basically will not allow him to see his kids unless he has sex with her and like stays the night and like does all that stuff and he's just like you know no we're not together i'm pursuing somebody else. you know i'm just here to get the kids and go or whatever yeah and no. she just will not and that's so like that's gross. that makes you not want to be involved with your kids exactly <sighs> and a lot of dads hate going to court because they feel like they're just gonna lose like a lot of good dads yeah. They're like, I'm, why would I even try? Unless it's something like she's abusive and like giving the kids drugs. <laughs> they feel like, you know, there's no point. Okay, yeah. number seven, you talk to one another about changes. I think we're good on that. Yeah. yeah. That's been real easy. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, even if it is just a text. <sighs> it's hard to keep up with all the changes. We also have like a calendar. Even now, like living together. I still have a calendar for the kids and I just put everything in there. Like picture day is next week on Wednesday. Put it in there just so you know, schools are closed. I put that in the calendar, you know? Yeah. If we're not gonna go someplace and we're gonna go some somewhere else, it's so easy to send a text and be like, hey, instead of going to the park, we're gonna go get ice cream. You know, we'll see you at this time instead of this time, so. Yeah, if that is the easy part. If you can't do that, then why are you even a parent honestly right because that's something so childish to not be able to do even if they don't communicate with you it's so easy to send that text yeah and let them know and like me and him are in the daycare group chat together so mm -hmm. like when they send out their monthly memos of what day they're going to be closed we get that so we know what days are going to be closed or if they have to close early or like you know they had an incident that happened like two weeks ago with like a power outage in their neighborhood. So we had to pick up the kids early. Like we worked that out because we are both communicated to about the situation. So then, you know, me and him had a conversation about it and then we worked from there. I right. picked her up, I took her to him because he was off and then I went back to work and then we just went from there. I feel like if you can't communicate about changes that falls into the manipulation category, honestly, because it's not difficult. 
yeah at all so all right next one is your kids think that you get along well i think that's super important that's in my like top two of importance tayana right now is to the point where it's mommy stinky daddy or mommy daddy stinky <laughs> and it's just like she doesn't know any different because yeah like we still keep everything together we just don't live, live together. together so it's like okay yeah mommy daddy stinky yeah i also believe though not every co-parenting relationship you have to like quote unquote play family you know you don't have to all three go out and do things yes it is nice especially if it's something big like amusement parks or like very special trips and birthdays but honestly just your kids seeing you guys interact well it's important yeah i also now that abby is a lot older you know whenever me and her dad may be arguing or having issues i try not to talk about it around her at all because she's getting to that age where she definitely hears and she knows and i don't ever want her to take something that me or him may say to each other in a moment of disagreement and have that form an opinion about one of her parents yeah you know what i mean so i think your kids seeing you guys work together and have their best interests at heart is the most important thing you can do for your kids definitely they deserve you know whether you're together or not your kids deserve a mom and dad who always have their back and give them a loving family and some families don't live together and that's okay yeah number nine is you can attend events without tension i'm gonna faking it we don't have that problem we don't have that problem currently but we have in the past when i was really little there was only one time where like i had to leave in the middle of something just because i was super uncomfortable oh i remember that yeah <laughs> <laughs> led to a whole lot of other things and after I that like, i didn't even know i'm just sitting there like okay she left and then she texted me and told me why and i was just like hold up wait what like mm -hmm. i'm sitting here thinking everything's fine and you know i don't know these people like that like i right. know our circle but i don't know everybody else and then it was just like hold mm -hmm. on wait so then i look at that person's side eye and i'm like mm, okay which you know of course was me and him related it had nothing really to do about parenting at all but it did trickle down into disrespect and stuff like that. And I don't think you should ever disrespect your co-parent. I mean, you guys have a kid together. You should respect and love them for the sake of your kids. If for nothing else, do it for the sake of your kids because yeah. that is their mom, that is their dad. But yeah, attend events without tension. I mean, fake it until you make it. School dances, school plays, sports events, birthday parties, holiday events. You're there for the child. I mean, if something happens, let that shit roll off your back and address it later. Yeah. There's no need to make a special day or a fun event for your kids turn into something it doesn't need to be. Definitely not. And number 10 is recognize each parent's purpose. Super important. Yeah. I feel like we're good. I feel like there's times where... It kind of gets downplayed on his end because mm -hmm. Tiana will come to me when she's crying or something. She doesn't go to him when it comes to that. And it's just like, I feel like she should, but she yeah. doesn't. So I feel like in that sense that it does. But other than that, I feel like when at the end of the day, I think of him too and I make decisions. Yeah. 
Both parents are important. I have always realized how important it is for my kid to have my kids to have their father around. I mean, that fact alone made so many big decisions for me in my life. Um, always making sure that they were able to grow up where that purpose was recognized by me, regardless of you know our situation, if we were good or bad, their dad is super important. He's like number two next to me right. <laughs> in their lives. No, all jokes. But dads are super important. I think especially with our daughters having black fathers, yeah. you know, having their dad is so important. And you know, there are things your dad can teach you that, you know, as women, I don't think we can. And it's yeah. just good to. And just to have the father's love so that they don't look for in the wrong places when they get older or they learn how a man should treat their mom or them yep and dads you gotta do your part too moms are super important make sure you're instilling your kids a lot of kids do naturally gravitate towards their moms because moms are a lot more nurturing and soft with their kids that's are usually more the disciplinarian and harder yeah rough (laughs) figures so you know they might run to mommy a little bit more but having those experiences with their dad is super important that rough play builds character i feel like as far as like my co-parenting situation it's kind of weird because you're currently co-parenting yeah we're in a weird stage as far as us co-parenting in Tayana it's just like I don't know I feel like we still do everything like normal but we're not together anymore it's hard co-parenting is not easy it takes time because first of all 90% of the time you are trying to recover from either a bad relationship or a heartbreak you know you're trying to deal with that aspect of it yourself and then now you have to parent this little person on top of that with you know that said person who you quote unquote fell out with or separated from yeah and i feel like it takes time to get to that really good place yeah right now in like two months it will be a year since Mm -hmm. we broke up and and then it'll be three months really yeah crazy i and i feel like what we said we needed to work on hasn't got worked on on both ends i'll keep my comments for later because <laughs> i have something to say and it's just like so okay when we separated it was so that we can get ourselves together in the aspect of us arguing not knowing ourselves and everything like that you know we were arguing a lot so you know he he took the stand and was like okay we just need to separate right now so that we can work on ourselves but i feel like everything outside of the title is still there it's still the same yeah and that's what's hard about co-parenting is that sometimes you feel like you never broke up and that you know on the you know woman side of it it drags the heartbreak out longer yeah drags the healing out longer 
because you're just like, okay, well, everything's basically still the fucking same. Yeah. It plays with your emotions. So I'll say that too. If you're leaving a relationship and you guys are going to co-parent, mom, you got to cut it clear. There needs to be black and there needs to be white. There needs to be what we do. There needs to be what we don't. Cut out all that gray area shit. Yep. And it's just like... Or stay together and work on your relationship if you're going to do that. And I told him, like, I still to this day, I tell him, I feel like we could have worked on what we needed to work on together, but you felt like we couldn't. So that's why we're in the position that we are. And it's just like, we still have sex. We still do family trips together. We still do everything are together. basically together right and it's just like we just don't work on like our issues like Mm-mm. one thing that i'm supposed to do is finish counseling get on my medicine that i still haven't gotten on and you know go from there and it's just like i feel like thinking about it now and knowing that we're almost at a year from where we started and i don't see change yeah, it's time to reevaluate what yeah. we're doing. And it's just like, I really need to sit down and like, because I don't see change in myself either. Well, at that point, I feel like it has to become a reevaluation solely based on you and what you want in your life. And like, don't even consider him because you've given him this whole year and what is change? Yeah. You know? I, like, the other day, like, whenever it comes to Tayana, and this is why it's, mommy daddy stinky or mommy stinky daddy it's, that's because that's what she sees yeah she doesn't see anything different because even when she's at her dad's house i'm there until yeah. she goes to sleep because i put her to sleep you might as well be together at this point well that's what everybody says but <laughs> that is what it is i just i don't know i feel like there's things that has happened in the past and I've gotten to the point where I don't care anymore and I'm just like, okay, it happened, I'm done. And I feel like I needed the time away from him to get to that point because it was stuff that happened before Tiana. Like, yeah. And it was dumb, childish, dumb shit. And I just feel like, okay, I'm like, I'm done talking about it. I'm done bringing it up. I'm done thinking about it. And that's one of the problems that was in our relationship. And that's what... One of the main things I talked to my therapist about, it's just like I was bringing up stuff that happened at the beginning of our relationship or around the time I found out about Tayana. And it was just like, okay, I'm still bringing it up and it's three years later. But you're not healed from it or you truly don't forgive him for it. That's I mean, something I've had to tell myself too because I'll bring up shit from long ass time ago. You think I don't remember? I do. <laughs> I didn't bring it up then, but I still remember six years later and I'm about to throw it in your face right now. And that's so toxic to do. Yeah. And it took me a long time to realize that. And I just realized, wow, I just really never healed from that. And I feel like talking to my therapist about it and the space and everything, I feel like in that aspect, I feel like I have changed a little bit because I no longer care what happened, who it happened mm-hmm. with, what was done. I don't care. Like, if we're going to start a new relationship, it's going to be from that point on. And that's where he doesn't believe me yet because yeah. he's so used to me. Bringing it up. Yeah. Like, every argument, it'll be like, okay, well, you did this, 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 and this. And then, you know, we're back into the past and it, we don't heal from nothing. And I'm just like, 
in that aspect in a year i feel like i can honestly say i don't care what happened a year ago two years ago or three years ago i've also learned how to truly forgive in therapy and i've learned that some things i don't forgive people for i finally learned the difference it's one thing to say oh i forgive you and it's another thing to actually forgive somebody and i've learned that i have not forgiven a lot of people and i haven't forgiven a lot of things and it's something that i'm working on in myself not to see that not to say that everything needs to be forgiven right i've also accepted the fact that i don't forgive you for this and i'm not going to yeah you may have apologized Thank you for your apology. I don't forgive you. Yeah. And I feel like in the year, I mean, he apologized before, but like, I feel like in the past year when we had a conversation and he honestly was just like, you know, laid it all out. Yeah. And we had like a conversation about things and how things played out that he didn't know about, but I knew about and how people switched, like twisted the situation and why on my end I'm mad because this, this, and this, and on your end, you can't figure out why. And I feel like that's where part of it was like, okay, well, I don't understand why she's still mad about this or I don't understand this. But then when I break it down to him, he's like, okay. Oh, I get it. Communication is key. Yeah. And I was just like, we could (laughs) have solved this years ago if that was the case. And I feel like that in that aspect, I have like, I feel like, okay, I'm okay. I forgive you. We talked about it. We had a deep conversation about it. Now it's done with. Yeah. And then I can honestly say, okay, if we get into a relationship again, that stuff is not going to be brought back up. It's so interesting for me to see, you know, y'all not only as my friends, but I don't know, uh, co-parenting, other co-parenting couple, because you guys went from dating living together to now not living together co-parenting yeah whereas in my situation i went from being in a relationship to being a single parent to co-parenting to being in a relationship to co-parenting <laughs> it's fucking been all over the place okay guys i not to say this ever been the healthiest thing but you know we're trying to set the right example for our kids yeah. you know moving forward but Because I just feel like our experiences are so different. I feel like you guys are already tackling things that me and my kid's dad didn't understand or cope with until the second time we were co-parenting, you know? Yeah. And I honestly feel like I went from my parents' house to us living together. And I haven't had a time by myself. Like, even now I'm living with my parents, but it's just like, okay, I'm about to get myself together and live by myself yeah, and do what I need to do. I feel like that's where the biggest change for me was because, you know, even when we were co-parenting, I was just hurt and heartbroken and dealing with that aspect and I didn't know how to heal with, from that. Yeah. So that was like kind of fucking up the co-parenting. And then the second time we co-parented, that's when I started having those hard boundaries and putting myself first and only talking about the kids and sometimes you have to do that as much as it sucks as much as you may want to be cool with your co-parent if you're not at that place and you feel like you might fall back into this toxic relationship with somebody then you have to really focus just on the co-parenting and kind of be mean i don't like to say it that way but you got to you know no we're not about to kick it after you drop the kids off drop the kids off you gotta go 
you know, until you get to that point where you're truly over it, you're not going to keep bringing up relationship issues when y'all are supposed to be co-parenting. Until you get to that point, then you've got to have those hard boundaries. Yeah. And I feel like he'll say something, and I'm like, you don't even want me like that. And then he be like, yeah. when did I say that? And I'm just like, that's how you act. <laughs> like, pretty mean, when did you say that? That's what you're doing, you know. Every co-parenting situation is different. And yep. Got to do what's best for you. If what's best for you is, you know, y'all all get together, y'all all hang out, y'all all go on trips together, cool, do that. Y'all have family dinners once a week, do that. But if your co-parenting relationship is, I gotta drop them off at the front door, we only communicate during these set hours, then that's what it has to be too. Just always doing what's best for the kids. I mean, if you know you guys are always gonna be arguing, that's not good for your kids to see, so. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, at some point, you got to see what's best. I know I've seen situations where it's, okay, you got to talk to a person, a middle person. Like, okay, well, can you meet me here to get this kid and drop him off to his right. or her other If you parent. need a third party to do drop-offs and pickups, then that's what you got to do. It just all depends on what's best for you, your mental health. You gotta protect your space and your well-being so you can be the best parent that you can be. If you guys are co-parenting or a single parent, we would love to hear your opinion on some of the things that we talked about. So go ahead and leave us a comment or send us a DM on Instagram and we will read them in our next episode. Yes, and definitely let us know what you guys want to hear or what you're interested in so we can definitely bring up those topics and make sure you're following us on Instagram at Mindful Mom Podcast and make sure you're subscribed to Mindful Mom Podcast. Thank you guys. Have a great Monday. We will see you next week. Thank you.